0: The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP.
1: Sitters, here taxi's not far.
0: And here we are with Hitting the Bottle. (laughs) Hey.
2: (laughs) Hello. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Oh, my So many good things happen on Tuesdays.
0: It's true. Uh, uh, Aside from us, what else?
2: (laughs) Um, Aside from us, tacos, tequila, Mm -hmm. Chelsea's dance class, shout Mm -hmm. out to Sexy Mm -hmm. Sweat. Yes. That's true. That's the one night a week I don't have River. I just, Ah. usually, usually, because she was playing basketball, so she would stay with her nan. But, yeah, and I like a Tuesday. Tuesday's a good day. Tuesday
0: might be my favorite day of the week, actually. Wow. Riveting.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Really? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Mondays are
0: stressful because I'm trying to figure out the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuesdays, I've kind of figured it out. And then uh, the rest of the week is
2: implementation. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> don't it all it. sounds very sure, straightforward and uh, boring. Yes,
0: I know. I'm like, why are we talking about this? What's
2: going on? It's like asking I, the I weather. I stress and then I work and then I implement the rest of the week. So that sounds like a great time.
0: <laughs> it's also not, I don't even think it's true. I don't it's know not why not true.
2: Like pretending. <laughs> no, you work hard. Um, you work constantly and you work hard, but... <clears throat> Um, that doesn't sound like fun, and you have fun. No, I know, I don't. Yeah. I don't, Yeah, no, I now. just
0: none of that. Uh, none of that is is. Uh, I don't care what day it is. I like all the days. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and no, but I did, uh, this weekend was fun. It was uh, Owen and I went on a we. I mean we we always go on hikes. We go on hikes every weekend, mm-hmm. but usually we go up meet my friend Devin and Rambo, and uh, Rambo's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry just in case. Devin and her husband Rambo. Uh but they had some car troubles so we didn't get to see them this weekend so I decided to take Owen oh, well we didn't hike with them. Um so I decided to take Owen to a waterfall. Just was like, you know what? There's got to be some waterfall hikes mm-hmm. around here. And uh decided to go to one that was an hour away and it was we left at 8 and got back at 3 p.m. So it was quite a long journey. Yeah. Um. But it was amazing. It was um, mostly shaded. There were so many people. Like, it, it was – it stressed me out, but it sort of almost – it stressed me out at the end when we got to the waterfall because mm-hmm. there was a little pool of water and there were people everywhere without masks. It was just like – but we were outside, so I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. But – Everybody was so like, fuck yeah, you go. And like, we're so excited about Owen, like, wow, look at him go. And, you know, it just, it felt like this community and it, I don't know. It was just, it was, the energy was really fun. And then at the end, when we got there, there was this couple with their kid who we kind of like, we kept passing and then they passed us. We kind of were parallel hiking, um, and they were carrying like a chair and they had like all, a boom box, literally nice. like a boom box. I'm Love like, it. all right. Yeah. So Owen was like, I like that music. I'm like, let's follow them. Um, but when we got there, they were there too. And we were like chatting back and forth and Owen's in the water. And I'm like, I'm not getting in there because it hurts. Cause it's just fucking rocks. It's not like sand. So uh, in the water, the water is like rocky. Yeah. So you're just yeah. slicing your feet every Ouch. time you step. So I was I like sorry.
2: it was awful. it's I'm such like, a bummer
0: <laughs> you yeah, you're like, I was I was so hot too I just wanted to get cooled off Yeah uh, anyway I was beautiful It was really pretty it was really pretty but it uh anyway yeah I was like you can um Go ahead, oh, I'm gonna stay back here and stand on this big slimy rock because it's solid. And as that couple was leaving, they were like, she like left and then she turned around and came back. She goes, Here are some water shoes I brought extra for my EJ, my kid. And I was like, Oh my god, that's so cute. Thank you. And I was like, This is so it was just really nice. And then, of course, on the way back, Owen was exhausted. And as we were going up the steepest hill known to man, he needed to be carried. Uh, and then I died a little bit. But uh, oh. we got into the car, and we were both like, <laughs> So glad that's <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, but then, I, you know, I was like, ah, uh, it was so fun. It was super yeah. fun. He was so good. Like, maybe it was just, you know, it was just like we both had patience for each other. He was listening. We ate a big breakfast beforehand. It was just kind of like the perfect sum of things. And then when he got tired at the end, I was like, okay, we have to run. I'm going to carry you because I can't handle this anymore but
2: yeah um yeah it's a fun little adventure yeah that's awesome sounds like an adventure it was it was good um it's good i was just what you're talking about the boom box i was at the beach oh right right. and people who like play like when you're saying you're going up the hike and like this guy's playing like music like i can see that being fun because you're like moving and going but like when you're at the beach and there's people next to you that are blasting music Mm -mm. I'm just like, are you you so? Are you that unaware of people and your surroundings? And this guy was like singing along with it, and his girlfriend was just like dead face the entire time. And it was
0: like she wasn't into it, or like she was embarrassed.
2: I don't know, like, or maybe she like she's like, yeah, that's like my man. I don't know what she thought. I don't know if she thought it was like hot or whatever. But it was, it was just hilarious and so obnoxious at the same time. But oh my god, fucking people, man. But in that case, it wasn't that much fun to see somebody carrying around a boombox. But I love it going on a
0: hike. I mean, if they were, they're like, if they yeah, playing music that you liked, and they were sitting next to you, you might be into it. But if they're playing yeah. crap and uh, yeah. not, you know, not it was like asking. Night at the
2: Roxbury music. No. <laughs> oh, no. And
0: also, it's during the day. What are you doing?
1: And,
2: and he was drinking Coronitas and not Coronas, which I just. Thought added to the entire image mm. of this situation because, mm-hmm. like, why would you buy it? I don't know. The Aww. whole thing, I was just, it was just entertainment, but. I wish I, wish um, I took a photo. I know. I Hopefully of I can this. paint it well enough. Or a for video. You. No, I've, I've got an image. I've yeah. got a couple images. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that Owen was good because I had a hell of a day with Riverd last week and it was like the hardest day I've ever had with her and it, I don't know I was like I want to have like what you just said that Owen was so well behaved and it was like a good day and you guys had patience for each other I'm like oh that sounds amazing because River and I are just like butting heads lately like yeah just having um some like a rough go right now yeah yeah you know there's a lot well, going on but yeah there's I'm a lot to, transition yeah. I need to be a little bit more patient, I think. I'd love for her to be patient, but she's three, so
1: it is. What right. Happens, it's a little harder <laughs>
2: yeah. for the three year olds yeah. to find the patience. Anyway though. It's a lot harder. Um so what are we talking about today? What are we doing sex? today? Again?
0: Again, but a different a different version of sex. Not a different yeah. version. A different uh, we're coming at it with a professional, right? Yeah,
2: professional. Yeah, we have a um, Erica. She's a um, sex confidence, confidence coach. And I found her on Instagram and was following her for a while. And I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna slide into yeah. her DMs and see if she'll want to come on the podcast. And she so kindly said yes. So we're gonna have a really cool conversation. She's gonna hop on in a minute, but
0: yeah, I'm so excited. I'm excited that you thought of this because I think it's important and like also I don't I don't know what she does. Like I want to know I want to know everything about also I probably need some sex confidence. Like this is just going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm I'm excited for it. I think we all I think we'll all benefit I, or you yeah. know, it's just talking to somebody about something that you don't have insight into, you know, is always really cool. Yeah. Um, to yeah. get insight into things that and I think sex is I mean definitely not talked about enough and mm-hmm. uh, sexuality and exploring comfort in. I don't know we talked about this as women and, uh, and especially as mothers like you lose that confidence in that um, I've never had the like sexual confidence I do now so it'd be fun to like explore and
2: yeah
0: uh, I was just about to say and weaponize it but that is
2: not Exactly what I meant. Ooh, but maybe. Yeah. Hey, Let <laughs> we- sex be your weapon. Go ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: um, I love it. I feel like there, you know, obviously we talked about this, but that, as you're saying, like sex is important and just whether that sex is with yourself or with a partner or you're just getting intimate with yourself and getting to know your body and understanding what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good, what you like, what you don't like is a fun exploration and to kind of let go of any insecurities or timidness, timidness you might have about it, like, and learn how to be confident. I think that's so mm-hmm. cool. So I'm just, me I'm too. excited. Like, not like we're going to like, wait, who knows? We might be done and be like, okay, I'm fucking ready to go. Confident yeah. now. <laughs> but oh yeah. yeah. We're going to ask questions that I hope all of us can benefit from. So I agree. You listening, me and Sarah gonna
0: be fun it's gonna be super fun
2: yeah let's um
0: let's go get her all right let's go get
3: her
0: all right we'll be back back. stay tuned don't go anywhere anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna stop it you look fresh I know fresh. I know
3: I literally just threw on so much highlighter I was like boom I'm like okay shine bright bitch shine bright it's <laughs> your time to go you know like they do like in um what's it called in um uh in like show business and it's like oh hell yeah, no, yeah yeah like there's no time to stop it's like I don't <laughs> care what's going on you're on that's how I felt like today I'm like it's my time to shine <laughs> dip
2: your face in the highlighter and go no, literally literally what <laughs> happened? I love it. Well, hello. We are so fucking excited for you to be here. I am so excited. Um, I have been, okay, well, well, let's talk about you first. I was going to say, I've been following you for so long. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm, I'm like seeing a, like a celebrity or Stop. something. And, um, no, I'm, I'm so super, oh. super, super, super stoked that you are here. So we are here with Erica and Sarah, of course. i um, <laughs> well, part here. of the we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a dual package.
1: Um,
3: So Erica, tell us about yourself. This is my favorite question always because I've done about 30 to 50 different podcast recordings and each time I tell a different story. So it really just like comes out as it goes, you know. Um, But hi everyone. Thank you for listening today. My name is Erica Eileen. I am a sex and confidence coach working through the lens of Haze, which is health at every size and sex positivity. I am a 28 year old um, basic Basic bitch, yeah, and I and I own it. Although people are like, you got to stop calling yourself a basic bitch because you got finger tattoos and you got like shit going on. I'm like, yeah, but like the way that I'm like obsessed with Starbucks and like Lululemon leggings, like I take pride in that shit. Like for so long, everyone was like, oh, basic bitches. I'm like, no, I'm going to own it. Yeah. it was, I am a proud basic bitch, farthest thing from basic. Um, and I live in Toronto, Ontario. Um, I've been a coach for two years now. So before that, I was a preschool teacher, which is so yeah. ironic considering I went from teaching children how to develop to teaching people how to make children. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so it's been pretty cool. But my journey, um, my journey actually started when I was seven and I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And um, being diagnosed with a chronic disease that's very stereotyped and stigmatized around yeah. the way that you eat, the way that your body acts, and the way that you look, it's really, um, it's a really yeah interesting relationship to have, especially at the age of eight when I was diagnosed. And so my journey started then because that's when like everything became hyper-focused on my body. And I didn't realize it at the time that I was different, but I knew that I was different in a way, but it was never in a way that was like bad Anyways, um, so I, you know, I, I struggled with that. And then because there was so much attention on me and so much attention on my body and it being a negative thing, it was very difficult not to translate that into who yeah. I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been this very bubbly and outgoing person. And I think what happened was because people were so like oh my gosh, like Erica's diabetes and Erica's this and Erica's that. And then all of a sudden there was like all this focus on my body. Then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well now you're being too loud and you're too outgoing and you're too this and too that, too that. And it was like I became too much to handle because whether it was like The fact that I had this chronic disease that people had to care, help me care for, or whether it was who I was as a person, the story around me was just always like, it's just too much. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up like really Mm -hmm. hating myself and really struggling with who I was as a person, but because people don't understand what confidence actually is for 20 some odd years, people just thought that I was confident because I was outgoing and I was bubbly and I was this and that. But deep Mm -hmm. down, I actually really struggled with my self-worth and my self-confidence to a core. And so um, I went to university after school. And um, in school, I had developed an eating disorder that I essentially manipulated my my diabetes care to lose weight. And, um, you know, all the like typical, I say typical, but a lot of teenagers go through that, like trying to diet, trying to look a certain way you know, the, mm-hmm. like I said, the yeah. typical story, but you add on this chronic disease. Right, it. Right. Um, so that was really interesting. Anyways, fast forward, I went off to university and I studied physical and health education. And in that program, it was all about health and wellness and fitness to which I thought was what I wanted to do yeah. because yeah. I was so engulfed in diet culture yeah. and, and this, um, this uh, like excessive fitness almost. Mm-hmm. So that's where my passion was. And then in second year, I had to take a elective and the only elective that was available was gender equality and social justice now i grew up in a very small white predominantly white town and um the word privilege racism all these things they they didn't really exist for me to be completely transparent so i went into class and the first day they were like okay like as a white person like you are really shit essentially like it's what i heard and i was like Oh my gosh my whole life is a lie like I thought I was yep. this great person and it was true like I thought I was this like right. really great person um and I was like super kind and super helpful and I was going on all those trips that you know like the the um humanitarian trips and the volunteer trips yeah. and everything yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah and
3: I thought that I knew who I was and I thought that I was this good person and then in this program I started learning about the very fat like fundamental and foundation understandings of human connection and human species in the sense of um the patriarchy and racism and homophobia, Mm -hmm. transphobia, Mm -hmm. sexism, Mm -hmm. all these really important um, topics to talk about. And it was actually in that program that I learned about diet culture and the Mm -hmm. effects of um, the patriarchy and the effects of sexism on women to then be implied towards who we are as a person. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. Like everything I'm learning in my one program, which is what I knew for my whole life, which was lose weight, feel great. Right half worth and then all of a sudden this program was like that's fat phobic that's anti-black that's all this shit and I was like holy crap no wonder I feel like shit about myself right 24 7 so um I ended up doing more classes in that um realm and so I started taking you know they had all these really cool classes they had um body image and pornography and the relationship between the two and they had um you know HIV and AIDS and in Africa and the development of of that history. And, and there was just like a lot of really cool courses around the topic of bodies mm-hmm. and also around sex. So I became very interested in that. And then after school, I, I went away for a year to work on my confidence in Australia. I said, I need to go, I need to, to travel and to find my way. And it was there that I actually really developed this deep sense of self-confidence in my body because I was in a bikini every single day. Right. and. I didn't really have a choice. It was like either enjoy yourself and enjoy life and, and rock your shit or live a miserable life for right, a year. Right. So I really found my confidence there. And then the, I say the root of my journey really begun after that, because I thought that that was going to be the root to my happiness and the root to my confidence. And then I realized right. that so much, there's so much more to confidence and self-worth. And that's when I ended up actually working on myself and being like, okay, like, what does my self-worth and confidence look like if I gained weight, if I didn't look the way that I did, right. Um, all these situations and it was then that I realized like, oh shit, like I have to actually learn this and I deserve to learn this and I deserve to go on this journey. And then through sharing my journey for seven or eight years online, I developed this platform of people being like, okay, shit, well, she can do it. So can I Right, kind of led the way. And then now here we are and I'm two years into coaching and, you know, I've had so many ups and downs and so many different discoveries in my own journey. And I'm still on my own confidence and my own sexuality journey It's in and itself. But I'm in this really beautiful position where I'm so comfortable with my mistakes, my... um, you know, the things that I don't understand, I'm totally yeah. comfortable with my integrity and who I am. So I'm able to essentially be like, here's where I'm at. And if you are going through the same thing, yeah, if similar, come along, I can kind of help you with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's such a huge, it's part of, of what we do in the podcast is like, we want to relate to people. So it's like, what you're doing is relating to so many people just by sharing your experiences and like, who doesn't want that from a coach to be totally. able to, you know, and, um, I, you talking about? I, I also, I have struggled with an eating disorder for mm-hmm. twenty some years, and it's something that I literally am just stopping denying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just started therapy, and I'm just understanding diet culture for what it really is, which is crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm 36. I'm like, I'm just now figuring it out. Yeah. But but hearing you talk about that, it's like, it's, it's all kind of fresh for me, what you're talking about. And it's so in the forefront of my mind. So it's like Mm. sex confidence,
3: body confidence. It's fucking hard. It's very difficult. And And there's lots of layers to it. And that's, I think like a reason why I've become so successful in my coaching business is because for many people, confidence is a a fitness program. It's a diet plan. It's a A certain look or a certain fashion and then people are just constantly chasing this beauty standard and this ideal standard set by society that they realize that they're always empty (laughs) exactly it's like fuck like you're always like chasing this freaking dangling carrot in front of you Mm -hmm. until you realize that there are so many layers that we need to work through including very difficult layers such as our own fat phobia our own racism our own um ableism like very heavy very heavy topics but that's where the root of confidence and sex sexuality and the confidence in being who you are exists because you can recognize the place that you hold in this earth in comparison to others and what that looks like for all of us. Right. I fucking love that. It's so important. It's so important. It is. Yeah. You
2: know, I think that that's such a, it's an emotional turn on to be self-aware and self Mm -hmm. um, caring about other people and just knowing that you're, Standing up for what is right, I think is just an I think for me at least that's so like an emotional.
3: Term oh, well, thank you. I'm so happy I tuned I you on. <laughs> yeah, that's like my goal. I'm like, if my body can do it, maybe my brain can too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Rad. Well. Yeah. So that's a little bit about my journey. That's I mean, there's yeah. lots of missing pieces. There's lots of, you know, um important parts that go into it, but that is essentially. way that i've gotten into where i'm at and that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from essentially just because it's like if i if i had just learned how to do confidence and just been like okay cool i feel like there's not many people that can take what you've learned but also to the ability to teach others because that's also a skill in itself and Mm -hmm. the, the program that i actually was in was education based so it was teaching learning how to teach people right. so I was like okay hey, well like I can't just like sit here and not help other people realize how how beautiful life can be and how amazing life and sex and friends and relationships right. can be if I was just sitting on all the the discoveries and the information myself yeah it almost sounds like you're more of a life coach yeah it is yeah it is you know what like I was actually having a conversation with another confidence coach the other day and she's like let's just fucking say it. We're life coaches. I'm like, yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think like a lot of people just throw like life coach onto, onto a title. And I, yeah. I, I'm I, like totally like, people come to me for like a million and a half different reasons. Right, so I'm yeah. totally like, I'm not like, oh, you're a life coach. But really yeah. at the root of it is like giving people the knowledge to become confident in all aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. And it trickles into every, every single yeah. aspect. I have um, clients that I work with for sex confidence, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're getting raises at work, and they're like, "I don't I, I, I'm like, oh, it, "It's connected, hey!" Yeah. <laughs> when you ask for yes. when you ask for oral in bed, there's a higher chance that it's going to be easier asking for that raise yeah. at work, and they're like, yeah. "Oh!" Yep. I'm like, "Yeah!" Like yep. it's all connected here. <laughs> but you know what? Though there's so much shame around sex, and there's so oh, much so shame much. around sexuality that. People right. don't even think to put two and two together or they don't want to because it's like, mm-hmm. how could my sex confidence really be affecting all these other great things? And that's why I am such a huge advocate as well for sex positivity and for having these discussions, because in my own journey, I've lost eons of people right. just by expressing myself as someone who right. knows about sex and who understands it and is okay with speaking about it. And it's like, man, like, family members turning their back on me because yeah. I'm like, here's how to communicate what you want in bed. Or here's how to, you know, have really great intimacy. And then people are like, oh my gosh, no, like this is such an embarrassment. And it's like, it's hard. And and right. that's like a whole other layer and a whole other topic of, of right. who I am. But it's like, that's why we have to have these conversations because people are just so ashamed of this huge part of our lives and very natural part of our lives But it can help in so many other aspects of everything else, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, it's just sex, whatever. But I'm like, no, like, this is a huge part of who we are. It's how we're fucking made. Like, I'm like, everyone's so fucking worried about IVF and what fucking folic acid to take during their pregnancy. I'm like, how the fuck do you think you got here? (laughs) We are (laughs) not talking about it. We (laughs) are not talk
0: about it. Why? fucking stork it's not Wait. the birds and the bees yeah bees. China like, and let's
2: a penis. be real let's <laughs> yeah be real. <laughs> right or you know however or, or however, however way you get there, yep. Yep. I'm, you not, get there. But I'm just the saying sperm and an egg there's a yes yeah. thank you sorry sex is it
0: okay. there's yep. there's body parts there's,
3: there's body, body parts there. yeah
0: can i ask you yeah you don't to, i don't want to use the word define but like sex positivity what does that mean to you what what should we when you say that like yeah. what exactly are you so,
3: so it's going to mean something different for everyone because sex and sexuality mean something right. different for everyone. For me, when I say I work through the lens of sex positivity, it means that I see sex as a positive aspect of life. I see sexuality as a beautiful thing to add rather than to be ashamed of. Yeah, I am pro-sex. I am pro, um, you know, talking about it. I'm pro-empowerment. I'm pro all of the things that are encompassed in the topic of sex because it essentially for me means that like I will accept your sexuality and your sex life or whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And it's allowing it to exist rather than sweeping it under the rug, pretending Mm -hmm. that it doesn't exist or essentially shaming people for the Mm -hmm. way that they want to experience sexuality and sex.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm a very sexual person and this like topic for me, is something that I, I feel that, like, when you're talking about how, like, the confidence kind of trickles out to other things, like, I feel confident in most things, I want to say, but I feel like a lot of it is tied to that, like, um, I don't know if I want to say a sexually confident person, but I'm a sexually charged person, like, I, you know. Yeah, uh,
3: fuck yeah, and I think that's, like, the other part, too, right, is, like, not being ashamed of saying, like, I am a human who likes to fuck. Like, yeah. I like dick, I like vag, I like the pom-pom, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like allowing <laughs> okay. yourself to like not be, right, because that's the other thing too, right? Is like, we have this double standard set within our society as well, where it's like, yep. people that identify as cis men are allowed to fucking flaunt that they love sex. And it's almost like, well, if you don't like sex, you're fucking, something's wrong with you. But then the right. second someone who identifies as a cis woman is like, yeah, I'd love to get down and be like, oh, you dirty slut, whore. Yeah. Yeah streets ah, uh, yep. she can't make a hoe out of a wife like all this right. shit and it's like yep well we have the same sex hormones hey yeah. like everyone in right. the body like it's part and that's the thing too is like people are so shameful about sex and i'm like th- this is not a hobby
0: and right right this is
3: right. a hormone in your body that is activated when you're born and guess what you didn't do anything to activate it anymore. It's just there, right? right? There's things that like, you know, make people more sexually active and more sexually charged as some say, but it all exists within us. It's not like we took fucking pills or like, we're like, ooh, like I'm interested in this. No, it's, right. it's, 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 it's a part, part of us. our, it's a mm-hmm. part of us. Yeah. And I think that's why I struggle so much too when people are so judgmental around the topic of sex or so judgy, I'm like, how the fuck do you think you got here? Yeah,
0: but it's it's that I like I come up from my upbringing and I'm like okay I was born or like raised in this Catholic religion you know, so religion major in Midwest yeah. and mm-hmm. religion is it's all it's all that patriarchal it's all that systemic shit that yeah. like they're controlling you right yeah. and, you know it's well you're between being controlled by
3: mm-hmm, totally systems, by systems right? yeah exactly yes. and like the church is a huge system as yes. we as we see each and every day. Right. But that's the thing, right. Between, between religion and between purity culture, we've like Mm -hmm, created mm -hmm. this whole dynamic around the topic of sex Mm -hmm. that is based in shame. And it's meant to keep some people in some places and uplift others in, in others. And that's, again, it's the system, right. It's, it's all, they all work together to essentially lift some bodies up and, and put others down.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Well, when we're
2: talking about, obviously the, uh, well yeah the patriarchy and also just cis men men who take like men are encouraged to have sex with a pill right like that's like here's a pill to help you enjoy sex more or be able to have your dick harder for longer mm-hmm. blah 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 and women are like here's a birth control pill to suppress, yeah, to suppress it even, <laughs> even more, right? and it's like
3: what the fuck yeah and I have so many clients too that are like that come to me and they're like I'm broken I'm like okay like did you actually break something? And they're like, no, I have no sex drive. I'm like, okay, are you on birth control? And they're like, yeah, yeah, for the last 15 years. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? Like before anyone comes to me, I am on birth control. I've been on birth control for the last probably 15, 20 years of my fucking life. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a, I'm not against it whatsoever because I do um, strongly, strongly believe that there is a lot of shame even within the um, – the folks that do ovulate there's a lot of like bashing and shaming about how we treat our ovulation and how right. we treat our um contraception with like listen like people are like mm, don't take the pill don't take the pill because of like all these things and I'm like okay but like if your parents are like literally abusive and would say if you were pregnant like kick you out of the house or like beat you or, like, abuse you and stuff like that. Like, these are very serious things. Or, like, yeah. if you're a 15-year-old and you're being assaulted or, you know, like, right. it's, it's like, we, we're so quick to judge how other people are having sex, how they care. And this is part of sexual health, too, right? So we're, we're very judgy on how everyone else is caring for their body without actually mm-hmm. taking a step in and being, like, okay, what is this pill doing for that person? Is it right. getting rid of anxiety every time that they have sex because they are, yeah. you know, like... That's great. Also, mind your own fucking business. It's yeah. not exactly
2: it's not not your, your business. Body. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. What I'm, and what you I'm know, I say that. What I'm not taking.
3: It's I like- say that all the time. I'm like, who and how you have sex is just the exact same topic as what you eat and how you exercise. Get your fucking face out of my business, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. comment on yours, right? And I think like that's like the problem is that we have like a lot of confidence in saying and voicing our opinion based on how we feel but we never take in con- consideration the needs or the desires of other people and I think that's why we end up in this position where people are just so scared to talk about sex because there is so much shaming and there's so many right. opinions and right. you know I have my own strong opinions too mine are always right however (laughs) i feel like we get into these positions where people just like don't even talk about it or voice their opinions right Right. and i think
0: it's also that that bit of privilege not bit of privilege privilege comes into play there too because if you think about like if i think about my sexual experiences and i don't i've never had the trauma that maybe someone else has Mm -hmm. i of course have an opinion that's based in only that so when someone else says that they're doing it because they're being you know for whatever reason they have and I've never experienced that it makes it harder to understand so it's also this part of like we need to be open and and educate Mm -hmm. ourselves and it's the people that feel like they don't need the education that need it the most right always
3: always the case yeah and and I think like even too, like I I've noticed with a lot of people even in my audience they will message me being like holy shit I never thought about that or like wow like I would have never considered that Um, A couple of weeks ago, I actually did one of my own podcast episodes with um, a woman who is in a chair part time. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the representation of even sex in disabled folks and in the disabled community. And she was telling me how there's like these really cool adaptations where you can put like dildos on your foot and it like hooks on your foot. So you can like, have yeah, so you can like pleasure someone with a dildo using your foot and I was like this is so amazing but it was so interesting to me because like we don't yeah. learn about that right we don't no. talk about that and even for me I'm like wow like I never even thought like if I didn't know how to use my if I can use my hands right then yeah. then what would I do right so even me as an educator as someone who studies and indulges in all these other little communities I still learn each and every day from the people that experience something different than what right. that what, what we experience hmm hmm that's that's incredible. That's I know, a, I was yeah. Like, oh, I want to know God. everything. I'm like, what uh, I was like what so many questions. So I know I had so many questions too. So I'm like, I gotta get you back on this because Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's like essentially like what it's all about, right? It's like actually like yeah. learning and listening to other people's opinions yep. about sex or even yes. just like your partners. Talking
2: about it. Like, yeah, let's
3: fucking let's talk about it. Let's like,
2: talk about sex, baby. Let's know. I could do it all day. <laughs> I like recently, so this is kind of I, I just want to bring this up because Sarah and I kind of started this conversation like two months ago where we were talking about sex and climax and is climax the end result of sex and what, um, mm. why uh, we as women or people or I mean, society has conditioned us to believe that sex ends when a man comes mm-hmm. and that's it. And ejaculation. And okay. you know, like that's what I thought. Right. For like the longest time, I would even say like up until like this year, like that's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they're done. And then it's like, okay, like, you know, they get off. Yep. Basically. And then it's like, all right, like so that's the end of that.
3: Totally. And
2: to normalize, and, and I kind of want to just know your opinion on it, like to normalize that sex doesn't or climax is not the
3: end all for. Totally. Sex. So I always talk about it like this. When you go on a diet, Let's mm-hmm. just say, because like, let's be real. Ninety-nine percent of people that identify as women have been on diet. Mm-hmm. When you go on a diet and you set a weight goal, and you don't mm-hmm. hit the weight goal, how do you feel? Yeah. Bummed? Yeah. Yeah. Pissed. I don't know. Yeah, like you're incapable. That you yeah, are invalid, yep. that you skill, invalid. That you don't have the skill. That you don't have the. That you don't have the willpower. So it's the same as when we are approaching pleasure, mm-hmm. right? When you put this end goal on pleasure. And um, the end goal essentially is ejaculation from a penis, particularly. Let's just say, right. um, because you don't normally see an orgasm gap in um, in non-hetero relationships. Like usually, there is little, a little less of a gap than in heterosexual relationships. Right. Okay, um, but when you put this goal on sex, and that is the definition of what good sex is. It stops us from actually enjoying the pleasure piece of it and actually having, in my opinion, proper sex, which is the pleasure, the intimacy, the Mm -hmm. connection, the trust, and all the pieces Mm -hmm. that go into it. So I tell all my clients, like, if the first thing that you say after you have sex is, did you come?" did you finish Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. you need to rewire your brain to say what did you enjoy about that did you like that what didn't you like if you could have added one more thing even if it's not something i can give you what would it have been to make it really special and asking those questions helps remove you from this idea that ejaculation equals finishing and uh, even for anyone that's listening that may have a that may have a penis as well um you are actually capable of having an orgasm past ejaculation. Unfortunately, due to porn and mainstream media, we see ejaculation and then we see everything stop. And so we have conditioned people with penises to believe that the ejaculation is the end-all be-all for them. When in reality, your body, no matter what you identify as and what sex you are, you can actually have an orgasm that is past ejaculation. But again, because of porn and because yeah. of mainstream media, we don't we don't know that because that's yeah. essentially what the goal has become to be, right? It's this mm-hmm. money shot, it's this visualization, it's essentially this like um, it's almost like this like defeat. Like, I did it. It's like this, yes. like it's like this warriorism or this like it's like, yeah, like I fucking accomplished this task. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, yeah, and it was so funny so. too, because I've always talked about um post-ejaculation orgasm for penis owners and I've always tried to encourage it with my own partners that I was with and I never really experienced that to be completely honest because I think they were like just so thrown off by the idea that they could experience an orgasm. Right. And I was actually with someone in the winter and he was like, looked like he was cramping up after we had sex and I was like boy like are you okay I know I'm a starfish but like are you good i like, like oh my god you're so he's like a fitness trainer I'm like oh my god like not enough potassium shit balls oh he's like no I'm having an orgasm and I was like <laughs> wait what he's like yeah you dug it like so far into my ass that I literally am having an orgasm and I'm like it. Oh my God. And he was like, What, you've never made someone orgasm? I said, No, I've tried so hard to bring that level of connection and, and intimacy into my relationships. It's also very hard dating and having sex as a sex coach. I'll just throw yeah. that out there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been a bit tricky, but yeah, he was like, he was like full on like breathing through it and he was like, I am having an orgasm. And I was like, but he was so open and he was like just keep digging like it's there like i was so into it but it was really beautiful to actually see because we had both like i was like i'm done like i am tapped out right i'm done starfishing for the day and he had ejaculated and then all of a sudden i was like i was like whatever i'll still eat your ass and like dig a little bit because like why not like it's a little cherry on top you know right and then he reached organism and i was like fuck yeah and i was so him. i said not I'm not gonna name any names but I said I'm proud of you because many many people with penises just see the ejaculation and they're like oh, okay done yeah but he yep. allowed himself to like travel Get through there. that and I was like yeah this is so cool I was so, so proud you should yeah, be proud yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was see, proud of me, like, I was proud of him too there's <laughs> but yeah
2: but there you know what that's funny because I was just gonna say that it's almost like when you're saying it's like a victorious moment when the man comes like it is for them and it's and it you feel good about it. Like you feel like you did something right. Yeah, so Because like, that's what
3: we're conditioned to believe. Mm-hmm, like ah, yep. I'm
2: skilled. I gave it yeah. a, good, a job. And I, then I if do they that. don't, you're like, what's wrong with me? And then if, if Totally. So, like, if the man doesn't come, the woman goes, "What's wrong with me?" If the woman doesn't come, the woman the goes, "What's, what's wrong? wrong with me?" Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I saw the other day on a on a post, and it's like it's always just the the person with the vagina being like, Oh, well, what's wrong?" Right. Uh-huh. You know? Right. And it's interesting uh-huh. too because like in situations where I am having sex with non cis men, right, mm, these conversations rarely exist. Like these feelings of like, "Oh my gosh, am I good enough? Did I right, do right, all right, those right, feelings?" Right. hardly exist in these relationships because there's this understanding and this mutual this mutual understanding that it's like when you take away it's it's really interesting when you take away this money shot of a penis ejaculating right you you actually are forced to be like oh shit like we have to find other ways to signify that this is over because these again these conversations are very different in non-hetero relationships yeah I, I know it makes
0: me just
3: no I'm like, <laughs> you're like I'm like, you're like I need to just have a lot of sex right now I feel like, <laughs> like I need to like explore do some things so many people well, will be like oh my gosh I have no I don't know anything about sex I'm like you do it's not that you don't it's just like right. when you start opening up conversation yeah which is why I enjoy talking about it so much is because like the yeah. liberation that comes from being like Okay, so if they don't ejaculate, I am not a shitty partner, and it's like right. correct, yes, right. like right. you don't have to go to bed crying. Right. That you don't. Right. Do well, something. I
0: think even like the bigger the bigger part of it too is being not bigger part of it, but the other the other side mm-hmm. of it too is the confidence of being able to say what you want because yeah. I think that yeah. that's always mm-hmm. the quiet the quiet. Like I've only been in in straight. I've been with cisgender, males, cisgender males. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean, and I'm also coming to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't even know if that's what I want,
3: but neither (laughs) here nor there.
0: Um, but I, but I'm at the point where it's like, whatever it is that I do next sexually, I want to be able to say what feels good for me. Mm -hmm. And if it's, if it's with a, a man again, then great. But I, it, that part of the confidence to me is like so important because if you can't ask for what you want, if you don't know mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah, like, it's
3: very difficult.
0: And what's the yeah. point also? like, Yeah,
3: yeah so there's two me, points. For me right now,
0: I'm like, I don't even know that I want to have sex again until I know that yeah. I'm going to get something from it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So there's two parts to that. There's like, um, you know, because I feel like maybe some people might be experiencing the same thing. So if you're someone that's listening and this is also you, the first part is actually really taking the time to understand your own body and working through a lot of self-pleasure and really just allowing yourself to solo explore, which is such a beautiful thing. We don't do it enough. And, you know, even I say like right now, like, okay, like solo explore and people are like, I don't know where the fuck to start with that. So that's usually where like a sex coach or like educators online come into play because there's always like, you know, it's a a very long discussion. However, the first part is actually like exploring what you like, because, again, we're told and taught through, um, you know, whether it's through shame. And then once we find Mm -hmm. something that works, we're like, okay, don't explore anything else or whether it's through pornography or just like even like your first relationship or something, we sometimes just click to what we know or what feels good and we just go with it. Right. We don't actually offer different pathways to pleasure to exist because we're just so comfortable with the one or two ways that we find it. So the first part of like actually asking for what you want is knowing what you want and allowing yourself to discover that. And then the second part is allowing yourself to ask for what you want In Mm -hmm. other aspects of your life, because Mm -hmm. again, there's so much shame attached to sex. So why, if you're struggling to ask for what you need in the bed, why continue to put yourself through the trauma or through the troubles of doing so and allow yourself to really practice asking for what you need, even at a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. You go to Starbucks, Mm -hmm. order something that's Mm -hmm. complicated. Don't feel bad about saying, oh, I want half whip, 360, two pumps of mocha and minus one pump of raspberry, whatever the fuck, right? Like <laughs> practice there. Then practice when you go to the right. store. Yes, I would like an extra bag. No, I don't need an extra bag today. Yes, I'll take two of those. Actually, you know what? I changed my mind. I'll I'll just take one. And practicing, changing your mind and practicing, voicing what you need. Right. Then allow yourself to practice it even just before the bedroom, right? Like right, when right. we have sex tonight or like, um, even if you're like, okay, like when you come over, I really wanted like, I just want to make out for like five hours with you, even if it's just like a little like cheeky joke or a little like comment, right? Start expressing yourself even beforehand so that when you're in those very intimate and very sensitive positions of being naked and being vulnerable with someone else, you allow yourself to be like, okay, well, I've already kind of expressed what I'm looking for. And then you'll get comfortable doing it. Then you'll be in the point where you're like bent over in half and you're like, can you just have one more finger in? Can you just get it a little bit? Just one more finger. Yep, exactly. Like pinch my left cheek a little bit more, you know? (laughs) And then it becomes like, okay, this is easy. But, you know, for the most part, we are told not to even ask for what we want in our day-to-day lives. And we're told that Mm -hmm. we're needy and we feel guilty Mm -hmm. about it. And we're told to be complacent and just accept what's coming our way we do it in in business too, right? How many times people go in and they say this is the salary and we say okay. Instead of saying, yeah. okay, well, with my expertise and with my like knowledge, I believe that I'm worth 5000 extra more, right? Like no one right. we, no one's told us that it's okay to do that. So when when people say like I don't know how to ask for what I want, it's always out of a place of shame and there's so much shame attached to like being like, "Well, I don't know and I'm not confident enough to say it." And I'm like That's not your fault. It's not your fault that you didn't learn that growing up because I didn't learn that growing up. I had to, you know, really, I honestly only think I learned advocacy so strongly because I had to with my chronic disease. There was times where I said, if I didn't speak up, I would have died. Right. Like if I didn't say I need juice right now, or I need insulin or I need water, I would have ended up in a coma. I would have ended up having a seizure and dead. So I think that's really what allowed me to practice standing up for myself. But you know like i said it's always out of this place of shame but it's like well don't you can't shame yourself for not knowing what you didn't yeah. know right, right. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I just I love this, like, because what I'm hearing, too, is it's not even just asking for it, but it's asking for it without apology, because I think about
1: all those times yep. that I would ask yep.
0: for the extra this or that. And it's always like,
1: sorry, oh I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, please, you know, forgive me for asking for what I want. And it's like, fuck that. Mm-hmm.
3: Totally. Like, and just, for the most part, too, when when you do ask for what you want in a way that's like, hey, like, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Right. It also helps reduce a lot of anxieties for your partners as well because you're helping them. And and we have this yep. like, you know, as much as the world is catered to the patriarchy, we also see so much anxiety performance in folks that identify as men because they're told that they need to know exactly what to do. We make fun of everyone for not being able to find the clitoris and yeah. all yeah. this shit. And I'm like, I don't know. To be honest, I didn't know where my clitoris was either. I didn't get any of those lessons in my in my schooling and we didn't talk about it in a very open and honest way. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a lot of performance anxiety that comes from being able to deliver and having a large penis and having this like dominant, like, Oh, I know exactly what to do. And it's like, it's not always the case. So when we actually allow ourselves to express what we need, not only do we get what we need, but you might actually be supporting and helping your partner at the Mm -hmm. same time because they may every single time, like think about it. If you have, if you've had a partner for like five years, Mm -hmm. And you've never once said, Hey, I actually like it when you do this instead of that for five years, that person's going into sex with you also guessing and being insecure Mm -hmm. and doubting themselves and being like, is this what they like? I don't know. They never said it. Right. So when you can come out and say, this is what I like, this is this. It's like, like all my current partners, they're like, fuck. This is so right. nice. They're like, right. oh my gosh! Like, I'll literally right. say, like, this is how I like this. This is how I like that. I don't like this, and this is like really important to me. This step of the game is is second most important, and people will be like, done, perfect. And yeah. then my sex ends up being really great, be- not because of my skill set, not because of their skill set or the size of their penis or anything, but just because we've had that open communication and being right. like, okay, well, she doesn't like this, so like, it- and and then it doesn't exist and it doesn't happen. Well,
2: we all want to have good sex, so I think that having those conversations and kind of, yeah, encouraging it in that way to, like, why not? Why, like, why? I mean, for so long, this is. I mean, this is a new thing for me, but being open about things, I think, right off the bat, is a conversation I was having the other day, and it's like, it eliminates so much, of, like you're saying, stress and anxiety, but it also eliminates that, like, shame in yourself, but it's like is this not the way, is this right? Is this wrong? Like if you're just sitting there thinking about other things the entire time, you're so not in it and it loses so much mm-hmm. of its worth there. So totally. it's like you being able to be right from the start. Like, so I was talking to a friend of mine and they were saying like, when is the time to have the conversation? And, and if it's somebody that you're like, just having, you know, a one night stand with, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that is, um, yeah. if, you're, if you're having a relationship, you know, or if you're, if you're planning to see this person more than once, or if it's just a one-time thing, are you mm-hmm. having that conversation? Are you not having that conversation? Like for me, I think at this stage, I'm not having one night stands. So for me, whatever I'm going into, I imagine I'm gonna see this person again, or I would want to see this person again. So I have the conversation right away, and it's great. But I'm wondering like for those other situations. Yeah. What's your what's your take on so, that? So
3: people ask me every day, how do I have a great sex life? And I would say two things, communication and enthusiasm. Mm. Really, those are the best two pieces and things and skills that you can bring to yeah. your sex life. So, you know, I have I I am a firm believer in always communicating no matter what, because the worst thing that can happen is that your communication is not received and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you that. And then it's like, right. cool, I'm not going to go uh, on another day with you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I think it's a really beautiful way to show to whether someone respects what you're saying or respects mm-hmm. who you are and whether they don't. Right. Like, so even for one right. night stands, like I will be walking back with them being like, just so you know, we're going to have an hour of foreplay. And if they're like, no, I'm going to show I'll be like, bye. like I turn around. Right. Because it, it really does show you if, and if you say like, you know, even if it's not like expressing what you want, but maybe even just expressing like, I'm really nervous or like, I'm really insecure about my body. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. it, and then if someone's like, okay, well, like when we're on top, like I'll wear a blindfold or like, you can turn the lights yeah. down or like, we can yeah. like, we can remove that position until we have a better connection and more trust between us. Then it's like, cool. Of course I'm going to fuck that. that, Right. But like allowing yourself to just voice what you want can always like, people always want to know, like, how should I know if I should be having sex with this person? How do I know if they're going to respect my boundaries? And I'm like, have a fucking conversation with yeah. them. Yeah, have a yeah. fucking difficult conversation yeah. or take them to a restaurant and see how they treat the, the server. They're right, both right, equal. Yeah. They're both equal in my eyes, right? Like how yeah, someone yeah, treats actually. a server or how Absolutely. they have a difficult conversation with you. And it doesn't even have a difficult conversation. People sometimes worry that they have to have a very vulnerable con- conversation in order to know, but it doesn't always have to be about you. It can be about something going on in the world. And if they're like, yeah, well, yeah. I think it's something stupid that that, like, like just get over it. Okay, mm-hmm. well, like- Chances are if you then express your feelings, they're going to maybe say something similar if they don't think that other people's feelings, even if they didn't happen in that moment, matter, right? So right. Mm-hmm. sometimes we're always like, who do I have sex with? Who do I not have sex with? Like, how do I make that judgment? And it's like, well, just talk to them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And Or even play, like, be like, hey, if this happened during sex, what would your response be? Right. Right. Like, I always right. say to people, I'm like, all right, well, if, if you want to do butt play, here's the thing there's going to be shit involved. Like you didn't give me enough time to like dump my truck and, you know, clear it out. So shit shit literally happens. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm like, you're well aware. Right. And if they're like, oh don't shit on my dick then I'm like oh shut the fuck up and like <laughs> I'm going go shove a butt plug on my ass and fucking fuck myself like you know right. like, you know what I mean like you know what I mean if you, if you so so oh even like having God. some conversations like that even if you have no intention of even like having let's just say anal for that example
1: right right
3: seeing their example like seeing how they react or the maturity around it can tell you everything that you need to know about how they're gonna respect your wishes and desires there's so many things this is funny this is just
2: funny to me because it's, <laughs> it's such an, an important thing because i think that's a big thing too like the um noises and things that happen down there during it's sex it's, it's, it's such a taboo topic and to like be with somebody and they're like it's cool like whatever <laughs> or like that or like best that's is
1: when happening. they're like
3: i love that i'm like i love yeah. you yeah, thank you <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I, really having sex the other,
3: I was having sex a couple months ago and um, I had a Diva cup in because I I usually use oh, yeah. um this this cup called a Nixit and it's very awesome for a period sex because it's very movable and very like flexible. So right. it's, it's pretty awesome. Anyways, I couldn't find it. So I put my Diva cup in, which is like, you know, long and plastic yeah. and like takes yeah. up a lot of fucking space. <laughs> and as I was having sex with someone <laughs> and he was like, I was like, yeah bro, like I'm on my period and I have a diva cup in like, and his penis was very large i'm like it's not gonna fit like it's like shoving pickles into a jar like at some point you just have to put the lid on it and like tap out and then so he was like no 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 let me do it And he's like you can handle it i'm like honestly i know i can so whatever i'm like i'm like i'm like down to try everything at least once or like five times if i don't like it after the fifth time yeah so anyways he's like going in and i'm like okay and then all of a sudden it starts making like not even queefing noises like which like whatever queefing happens like you're, sh- you're shoving yeah. something really fast into a hole sometimes like it happens right yeah. anyways oh my god this sound i'm gonna make it like i'm really hoping if you're driving right now like just be prepared it was making a sound like this <laughs> and, <it was> like, <laughs> and i can't even fucking do it but i was like <laughs> i just said dude i can't and he's like I don't even care. I'm like, no, I can't. And he was like, why are you so embarrassed? You always queef. I'm like, no, queefing is so hot. I'm like, this is just like this next not level. That. It sounded like you no. know when you're plunging a toilet and it's like go go. It was like that. And I was like, ah. And then he was like, yeah, but are you enjoying it? And I was like, no, so much. That's the problem. It's like this is like some of the best sex I've ever had. And I was like, oh my god. It was, anyways. And then I was like, once I got over it though, I was like, okay, whatever. Like
2: yeah it oh, happens God. but that's hard to get over though sometimes it's like I get so insecure and you're just like
3: no truly uh, though and you're like what is going on and like it's just <laughs> yeah, it's like literally what, I'm is like, what is that like I literally like and he would, like having like this really cool position and I like had to I was like able to like look back and I was just like was kind of like staring at him and it's like we we're both like just eye to eye just like both like this is so fucking weird but also I can't neither of us can stop <laughs> And then, like that night, he was like, My dick hurts. Like, I think you did something to it when you're giving me a blowjob. And I was like, I'm going to say that it's probably the fact that you shoved your dick in my vagina while there was a plastic cup up there. Right. 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 Not the fact that I, yeah. I'm like, Thank you. I'm like, Come again. Nice try. Anyways, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, and it's like these situations, right? Like, before I would have never even had period sex. Then I got to a position where I was like, Okay, I love it. Then I was, like, wearing a cup and I didn't have time to take it out. So I was, like, whatever. Here we go, right? right so it's right, like, even, like, allowing right. yourself to be, like, okay. If it's within your comfort zone. Like, I'm not going to tell everyone to go and shove things up their body while mm-hmm. diva even right. is up there. Because that's going to yeah. be comfortable for some. But even just, like, allowing yourself to be, like, well, like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But I trust yeah. it. I trust you. Yeah. I trust your response. So. Yeah. And then you never know, right? Like, sometimes, like, the sounds and stuff, like, they bring – greatness to you right. even though it's like fucking weird as shit like yeah
0: yeah well you don't know until you try it you they literally don't.
3: don't you literally don't I defined gravity that day let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. It's, it's, these are important
2: conversations to have like that's totally it, it, it's uh there's so much body worry and stress during sex and and I want to be in a place where that's not on my mind at all. But I mean,
3: yeah, women like
2: women get so much shit. It's like, you know, like you have, um, there's so much like pressure to like Mm -hmm. be wet, to smell good, to fucking, you know, like not make weird noises or to be really good at giving head and be able to deep throat. Like, like, sorry, like, Mm -hmm. It's getting perfect, but no, whatever. I'm like um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, totally. And
2: <laughs> it's it it's on your mind so much and and I'm working through it and I'm trying to work past it and there's certain things that I'm getting better with and other things that I'm not. But it's it's like as such it, it can be so stressful. So yeah, I think yeah. that those conversations between yeah. us are you're listening and um maybe it's just reframing the way that we think about these things, but Totally. And also, too, like other people do, not just like women.
3: I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, the whole, the root of it really is like accepting our bodies outside of the bedroom, not just like inside, right? Like, it's really like allowing ourselves to exist as human beings with the availability that things can change and things will happen with our bodies and we're not robots thank fuck for that even though it feels like we are sometimes yeah but really like allowing ourselves to give ourselves self-compassion and grace towards our human body that is working every single day Mm -hmm. to keep us alive and to bring us these pleasurable moments and allowing ourselves to be like okay like you know just because my body is doing something different it doesn't mean that it's bad it's just like that's how like our bodies respond and I think like the more the more I grow older, even though I'm still like only 28 and the more like sexual partners I have, the more I realize like it's not even necessarily about being comfortable in sex. It's about being comfortable in yourself and being comfortable Mm -hmm. like in your day to day within your body. And I think like literally people always say like, how are you so comfortable in your sexuality? And that's because I'm comfortable in my body outside of it. And I've ditched diet culture and I don't believe that because I don't look a certain way that I don't have worth and I don't have beauty. Like I ride on top as if I'm like fucking, you want to picture the prettiest quote unquote person that you've ever seen in your life. I ride like I am that person because (laughs) I believe that like, I don't need to look a certain way in order to be sexy or beautiful. Right. And then like, I let my body do what it does. Like one time I accidentally peed on someone I thought I was squirting. I was so like, Oh my God, I'm squirting. And then I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, what is that stench? And I was like, i'm gonna piss all over his dick like what right but it's like allowing ourselves to be like okay well like that's not the fucking squirting hole. that's the fucking piss hole like, like, that pressure was like urine right but like yeah you know like when we allow ourselves to like make these availabilities in our body and in the way that we yeah. treat our bodies it's like yeah, it, like, was it ideal pissing on this person? No. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was, like, asked for. There was no golden power to that. that. Right, 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 right. But okay I'm enough. like, okay, you know what? I've forgiven myself in the past for putting on weight. I forget. I forgive myself for, you know, my stomach that hangs over. I forgive myself for all these, like, things that society told me that I shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going to forgive myself for peeing on this person. And, yeah. you know, we're going to work through it. But, yeah. you know, we fear – and a lot of it is because of fat phobia, but we fear the human body so much because mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns and we put so much pressure on the body and it itself that it holds us back from so many beautiful yeah. intimate moments yeah. because we're yep. just so scared of what our bodies will do or what it looks like while we're doing so. And it's like, we create these horror stories in our head and in our brain to essentially be like, if this happens, you're a bad person. Or if this happens, yeah. you're going to be less desirable. Yeah. And it's like, we are playing with like a whole other world. Like we know about the body, but we don't know about the body, right? Like, and it's like, why are we like being so mean on ourselves for experiencing sounds, noise, like fluids, whatever it is. Why are we so difficult on ourselves when we can't accomplish something or when we, when our bodies just like, don't go in that, in that direction, right? Like what you were saying with, um, with like deep throating for example and from mm-hmm. low job skills like yes you can learn a skill but in your in your brain and in your heart if that's not like in in alignment with what is comfortable right. for you like right, right 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 it's it doesn't right but then like again it's yeah. like this whole idea that like if you're not like gargling on like nine inches yep. and like literally right. barfing on it then <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> Like, the other week, oh, my gosh, the same guy that I pissed on and the same (laughs) diva cup guy. Bless his heart. Honestly, love you, but (laughs) the one that I recently broke. Anyways, but I barfed on his dick the other week because I was trying so hard to shove it down to my freaking esophagus. And I was like, bitch, you know this. You know you have... Get, and I was doing all the skills. Okay, I'm a sex coach. Like I'm like yeah. breathe through the nose, um, hold your tongue here, count to seven, pinch your fingers together for pain. like I was doing all the tricks. But like at some point, your body is just gonna sometimes say not today. Right. You're Wait, what are running. the tricks? There's like so many myths <laughs> and tricks. Like so, I'll give you a real trick. Like you guys want to know the real trick? If someone's like really into deep throating and you're like I'm not no, chapo, no. What you do is you put your tongue over your bottom teeth and in between your lip and your tongue. Uh-huh. And then you push it up against a z- ah. and it stops it so they think they're all the way back there. And they're like, Yeah, ah. take it. And you're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope none of my partners are listening to this because they're be like, You liar <laughs> And it works every time. It works every time. Okay. That's one of the tricks. There was this other trick going around TikTok where you hold your thumb in the middle of your palm and then squeeze. And I'm like, well, when I'm giving blowjobs, my hands are like up in the ass. Right. The like I'm busy. Like I yeah, can't do that today. Stuff. Right. So there was like also this like little myth where you like squeeze your hand and then and then um make a fist so that like the the attention goes to your oh, hand I rather see. than yeah, like yeah. the fact that you're yeah, trying yeah. to shove like yeah. a baseball bat down your throat yeah. right um there's also like a- it, it, it can get aggressive mm-hmm. yeah it can get aggressive and you know as some people like that myself included but also some days it's like you just got to pull that little trick that i just taught you oh, and like genius no genius okay. listen Thank also you. i uh uh this is this
0: is Whatever. Uh, My first boyfriend that I was sexual with that took my virginity, I threw up on his penis one of the first times I gave him head. Yay! And... Sloppy (laughs) joes.
3: We call those those sloppy joes around here. But
0: but it was like... I think because throwing up is
2: funny.
1: I'm not laughing at you.
0: I just, I remember it happening and it was like the first, it might have been the first time. One of the first times. And you know what? It didn't fucking stop me from continuing on that. No, thing. and, like,
3: so, you nice. can kind of be, like, even, like, one of my partners That's and my is, girl. like, yeah, I like it. I'm, like...
0: He did not like it. His face, I will oh,
3: never no. forget. Oh, <laughs> I will never You know forget, what, though? I'm proud of you for, still for like, continuing to do that because that... Yeah. I'm thinking about the first time, like, that I lost my virginity and, like, if I had puked, I would have been done. I think I honestly <laughs> would have right, been a reborn, right, right. like christian or something Chris, like yeah not like, yeah. to shit on people that with religions but like i think i would have just been like nope never again like thank you very much that was fun. i just I want like, another ticket like
1: yep, move my country. Yeah, yeah literally
3: literally yeah. oh my gosh that's yeah. funny yeah we call those sloppy joes around here okay good when well you i have my first sloppy DJ. joe at
0: 16 cute
3: <laughs> 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 i love it Yeah, oh, i'm proud of you <laughs> This is like I'm half serious, too, half you, like you. talking about sloppy Joes. Like people are going <laughs> to go, people are going to be like, I experienced yeah. 19 different emotions during that episode. Thank <laughs> you, honestly. That's, how that's usually it, how it goes. Literally I love it. it usually I love goes.
2: It. We're, we're all, usually we come with, you know, we had like a couple questions and, and things that we were going to talk about, but this is how it always goes. Oh, it always. just ends up in this organic space of stories and, and, you know tips and, and stories and, and, everything. and all of
0: that yeah I do awesome. have one question though yeah. do you get off do you get uh do you get a lot of mothers or fathers do you get a lot of do you get any parents or like oh yeah you like, do.
1: yeah
0: and if I do what what do you want to know well what 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 are they looking for I guess like yeah what like I'm just thinking about our yeah. listeners who are mothers or, or fathers hmm. and like what would sex confidence do for them? A lot. But, like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, totally. So, the it's funny. I, I call myself a sex and confidence coach. But, like, in reality, all my clients call me a breakup coach <laughs> or the marriage counselor. One of the two. Because every single client that comes to me, either I save their marriage or I end it one of the two <laughs> and it's because that's what confidence does it gets you to your root of yeah, who yeah, you yeah. want to be. yeah so it's not yep. my fault i'm not like Absolutely. doing this all right
2: no me. no and that's great you're you're opening yeah, people's eyes exactly. to shit and being exactly, their best yeah. self. so i, I
3: would say means, but... probably more than 50 percent of my clients are people that are in relationships that are like what the fuck is going on i've been married right, to this motherfucker right. for 15 years like i'm so sick and tired of doing the same thing every day, single day so you know for nope. people that are in relationships, people, you know, moms and stuff like that, the big thing for you is allowing yourself to actually indulge in sex in the first place. Yeah,
0: yeah. And really working yep. on
3: removing your, and I'm, people are going to come from my throat, I don't even care, removing your identity from the title mom. Yeah, Because no. oftentimes Absolutely. I yep. I get people and they're like, well, I wake up and my kids and blah, 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 blah. I said, no offense, but like this is really kind of weird that your whole life is revolved around your children. And they're like, well, you want to know. I'm like, okay, well I also was raised by a mother who did that. And then all of a sudden my brother and I left and she was SOL and had an identity crisis because she didn't know how to be anything else other than a mother. Yeah, right? right. So I always tell right. people like, it's really, it's going to be hard but and difficult, but you know, most of the people that come to me that are in relationships or marriages are looking for ways in which that they can allow themselves to pull themselves back to their younger selves and the the versions of them that fell in love without the guilt. And it's really just honestly starts with taking the time and actually doing it. It's just like riding a bike. It's just like learning how to cook. It's just like starting a job. If you don't put the time and energy into it, guess what? It's not going to change anything. Right. So really like allowing yourself to lean on your family and support and friends, you know, to take, even the kids for a couple hours. And even if you're not having sex, like give each other a massage, have a nap together, go for a walk together, sit in the sun, have a beer, like whatever that looks like for you. It's like really bringing in the, the idea of giving yourself that time back. And then from there, you know, it might Mm -hmm. lead to better sex. I have one client right now who came to me very, very distraught about her sex life with her partner because they were starting to look elsewhere for inspiration Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they you know I said you need one day I said I said give your kids to mom and dad grandma and grandpa for one day and I'm gonna give you your step-by-step and you're gonna let me know how it goes and sure enough kids went away they spent some time outside playing badminton they had a couple drinks together listening to some of their favorite songs from the past they had a shower together with the playlist that I create like my sex playlist that I have on Spotify. And then she just tried one different thing, just one different thing. And then she messaged me and she's like, I have not had sex like that in 15 years. Amazing. But it was because oh, I was like, you God. need to force yourself sometimes. And yeah. I never say like yeah. force yourself to have sex, but you have to force yourself to spend sure. time either self-pleasuring, alone, doing something for yourself and, yeah. you know, being open and being okay with saying, you know, our sex life isn't where it used to be. And maybe right. we need coaching. Maybe we need some inspiration to just change things up, right? Like having kids, having a job, having mortgage, those are huge stressors. And the number yeah. one reason why people lose their sex drive or their um, their confidence in their sexuality is because of stress. So you have right. to allow yourself to push through and be like, okay, I might be stressed, but there's ways to externally find um, arousal. Like you have to know what works for you and what gets you going and what excites you and allow yourself to just try to indulge in that and see where it goes. Right. But it's that time thing and people, you know, I can Mm -hmm. say it, you can say it, you can say it, everyone can say it until you actually allow yourself to just stop and actually just say, you know, fuck it. I'm giving myself two hours or I'm going to go away for the night with my partner. You'll sit there searching and searching and searching the thing about sex, I guess like maybe like as a wrap up in conclusion for whoever's listening and stuff is that you can't just depend on it to come naturally. Because yeah. there's so many reasons why we don't. We're scared to accept pleasure. We think that we don't deserve it. The kids, mm-hmm. the the stress, yeah. mental health, the weather, like everything can mm-hmm. affect yeah, how our relationship is with our sexuality right. and our sex drive. So it's like, it, it is one of those things in life that is natural, but you have to fucking do it. And Every everyone will tell you the same thing, right? Like you just have to start the process of going, right? Even right. if you're like, holy shit, packing up the kids for like seven sets of pajamas and their bathing suit and snacks and whatever, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it right. once a month even. Then Then you'll find ways to sneak it into your day-to-day. But it's this right. whole, right. and again, at the root of sex confidence and, and good sex life is the availability to put yourself at a pri- priority first and Yeah. Primary to yep. other yeah. things. And, you know, again, I'm not a mom. So people always say that, like, you know, people, my clients will always like rebuttal me and be like, well, you're not a mom. Like being a mom is putting your kids first. I said, no, no, it's, I not, woman, it's putting yourself, it's not. yourself first and, <laughs> no, it's and, and raising yeah. children to also see that they need to put themselves first. too." Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have, I Absolutely. have one client and Absolutely. she is, she does everything for her. She has three kids and she is like, Me first, kids second. And she's Mm -hmm. currently going through a divorce, but still living Mm -hmm. with her partner who is very much um, struggling and doesn't do anything for himself and everything is like that. And so the kids treat her, they leave her alone. They don't ask her questions. You know, they, they give her space and they are constantly on him because he hasn't told them that like, I'm taking care of myself first. You need to go and do something for yourself. So now they lean on him and they try to Mm -hmm. please him and they try to do all these things because he hasn't installed the um, motion and the notion for them to be like, no, dad has to do things for him. And then we will do things as a family. And it's really interesting to see the dynamic between two different parents, one that caters to themselves and their needs and says, I'm going to fucking do it. One that feels guilty to do so and how the children interact with both of them. Because kids don't, don't need you as much as no they don't they don't, <laughs> I'm like, they don't oh my god i need so much no, this. No, no, no. I'm like no. No.
0: listen i was here for like i am a it. single mother i have no family here and i have mm. no dad his dad isn't here right so it's me and Owen and me and my kid and i personally believe wholeheartedly that i need to put myself first for him for yeah. him so I'm not good at it. I'm working on totally it. Totally. We but, are. But I, all, yeah, but it's also like that point that, that part of like, there is no time. No, there's not. But when it's important, you make the time. You figure you it out. You
2: yeah. time. If it's a, if like, if it's a new boy that you're crushing on, you know that you're going to make the time. Like that kind of thing. Like a remember in high school, I've I spent like, the
3: last year giving my motherfucking time, energy, and money to
2: losers. <laughs> oh my gosh literally every single month i'm like we will make time if we want something we will oh my god the way i've
3: driven hours at two in the morning to get dick it's like Uh and i'll I'll admit it (laughs) fuck i'm human like i'll admit it right like i'm a sex and confidence coach and i'll be the first to be like don't do it but i'll do it right like we all do it but like you were saying right like when when there's a priority to it and when there's a purpose and meaning and you can actually allow yourself to be like oh maybe this will help me and like i said other areas of your life that's when right. it's like oh mm-hmm. that
2: was fucking rad that she okay. is everything i expected but yeah. um uh what a great conversation. Like that's the way it goes. You know, that's what we're saying that we, we asked you guys for some questions and we didn't get those answered for you. Sorry. But I think we did. And in some certain aspects, how to spice things up, how to um, reboost your sexual drive and things like this. Like we talked about them, but what a, it was just an organic good conversation and she's so open and I love that. And I so much it's, somebody that I just want to keep talking to more and more and more and ask more questions and just be like, tell me everything. I want to hear all your stories, like all of it. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> you know? you all know. the story. I definitely want to hear all the stories. I just, I, I yeah, I, the realness of her and just mm-hmm. the, the, um, ability to tap in and, and I don't know. I mean, just for me, like the, the, the shame part of sex has been such a big thing. So being able to talk to somebody and not feel any sort of judgment or to just talk about things like dirty down to earth, like it just, it just feels so refreshing,
2: liberating and
0: liberating to have conversations like this with people that, um, she's a prep profesh. Yeah. 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 um but it is it's, it's it's cool to talk about how it all it all ties in together and i think her point of like when you're when you're able to ask for things in the bedroom and about yep. sex and about your body then you're gonna you're able to it's gonna it's gonna find its way in the rest of your life
2: yeah love that and vice versa you know yeah saying yeah. that because i think when, when she was kind of getting at like was we don't say what we really want to certain people and i'm even talking like she mentioned like grocery store transactions or clothing transactions mm-hmm. or like I've bought something that I didn't want because I felt bad to leave it or tell the person I didn't want it. Or like, I'm not taking this today. Like, you know, things like that where instead I just want to be like, that's not like, I don't want this. So I'm not going to pay for it. You know, Mm -hmm. or like, it's, it's hard to retrain your brain to kind of think about all those things. And, um, and then it does, it trickles down into other parts of your life and, and into the bedroom and that's somewhere or wherever I hate that. I, or I hate the term into the bedroom and I hope that it's can be, more broad than that because I don't think that sex only can and should happen in a bedroom wherever you want it to happen I
0: guess no but what but, the, but then what do you how, how do you call it what do we call it into the into the sexy time into the <laughs> <laughs> yes into your sensual uh no ew I don't know it's such a it's an easy because it's a broad term right like it's right. An easy uh but yeah and, no sex can be anywhere
2: mm-hmm but Public, finding, yeah, sure. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're in the mood for, let's go. Um, go get arrested. But <laughs> <laughs> good advice, very good yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go. that's what
1: I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: So that was. I'm so glad that we got to talk to her because I, like I said, I was following her for a while, and she's inspiring, and she's um, changes the way that you think about things, and just normalizes shit by talking about shit mm-hmm. like we try to do, mm-hmm. and it's in a it's in a place that, you know, we all, and I'm speaking for Sarah and me and you listening, you love when we talk about sex. <laughs> <Like> it's, <laughs> it's one of like the most interacted, interactive um, topics that we get, that we do, that we know, that what that we have. That we have. Yeah. I'm like, Can you talk, Sarah? Help me out. <laughs> uh, I thought you would do it just
0: fine. I was gonna let you flop around there for a minute. Walk no.
1: <laughs> like no, a dead is. fish. I think,
0: well, I think it's one of those things that it 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 feels for uh, I'm speaking from my own from my own perspective, but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it there's something nice about other people talking about it where you get to listen and you get to go, Oh, they're having a conversation that maybe I wish I was having but I don't feel comfortable having so nobody knows I'm listening to this podcast right now so I get to have you know what
2: I mean exactly uh
0: it's a little little special treat for you we're talking
2: about it so that you don't have to if you don't want to
0: and maybe it made you uncomfortable and that's fine too because Mm -hmm. guess what nothing fucking changes unless you're uncomfortable so sure and if it makes you uncomfortable (laughs) then just press stop (laughs) (laughs) or if it makes you that uncomfortable yes yes. (laughs) please please find your way out of here but no
2: but it's true it's, it's important to power through some of those uncomfortable quote-unquote uncomfortable um difficult as you was saying situations or conversations you gotta just power through them sometimes if you want to see growth so yeah you're absolutely right if that's what you're looking for yeah
0: yeah um but yeah erica was amazing we um i'm gonna put this in here just in case we kind of a uh, recording may or may not have gotten a little fucked up at the end so uh, we might be missing just the very end of her conversation um, which was a little roundup and a, and a few goodbyes so mm. you're still getting the meat and uh, goodness of mo- the majority of the conversation but, mm-hmm. uh, technical difficulties so apologize if we can't get that in yeah um, wouldn't be us
2: without a little technical difficulties yeah, but.
0: that's all right Why not rolling with it um but yeah so awesome conversation Mm -hmm. alicia amazing uh amazing of you to find her and reach out to her not not really a great way to say that uh let me try that again uh i'm grateful that you found her and reached out to her because i think that was a really cool
2: yeah
0: um conversation that we just had so
2: yeah me too thank you Uh, Thanks, Erica. Thank Thank you again. That was so fun. I want to do it again. I'm like, how many more times do you want to come on the podcast? Because What else can we talk about? I have more questions, but um, I think that we'll definitely put in that Spotify playlist in the post today, so if you're looking for it, um, we'll have them out written down or a screenshot or whatever where you can find them, but that's that's so fun. She also has, so obviously she's a sex coach. She also has programs and things like that, so definitely check out her profile um, on Instagram. She also is on tiktok i think she's on tiktok um but it's she's i think if for nothing if for sex confidence or whatever um if you're if you want to go through a course with her if you don't i think that just following her is very um empowering so
1: mm-hmm, i
2: agreed yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: cool cool
0: uh so yeah uh you know go fucking shake your
2: beverages and not your babies bye, bye. To
1: shake Time to hit the bottle there. <laughs>